she said, my boss pulled me aside and said, I would hire you right now if I had an open position. And it's because of the initiative um, that you're showing and and just the way that you're working with your coworkers. And Carol said, you know, Kelsey, it was because of the things that I that I learned at Advanced Memphis and the support that I, I've received there. And I think the, the thing that stands out consistently is just that I, I feel like we have a really f- a family environment and just that we're we're really about going deep with our neighbors and supporting each other in a reciprocal learning kind of way. Like I, I have something to learn from you. You have something to learn from me. Hey, glad to have you here on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Kelsey Martin is a dear friend that we've known each other for a number of years. She used to be with a nonprofit in ministry here in town that we would get together and talk about. She has found a new home in Advanced Memphis, and Steve Nash and the team there are doing an incredible job in 38126 zip code and have been for, it's hard to believe, 20 years now. They've got some exciting things happening. This is an evolving work in in South Memphis. And if you don't know about Advanced Memphis, you're about to learn and discover some exciting things. But we have uh, Kelsey's back with us. Kelsey, good to see you. How are yeah, you doing? Good to be here. I'm doing really well. Have you had a chance to go back home in Seattle and visit family anytime soon? Uh, Christmas. I was back in Seattle, yeah. Mm-hmm. And were things nice? Uh, they were a little rainy, little you know, rainy. but yeah. what are you, you going to do? Well, you brought the rain with you. <laughs> I try, try to leave it there. but Because we've had plenty of rain here. Exactly. Sometime I want to go because I hear about all these incredible coffee shops that are in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. is that true? Are they really that good? You know, I can't say that I'm a coffee snob. That was one thing okay. I didn't inherit. My dad's a garbage man, and he was a Folgers man. So my palate isn't very refined, but they are fun to yeah. go to and well, to visit. You know, hey, I'm a Folgers guy, too. As a matter of fact, that's the coffee of choice here because I'm the guy who runs the <laughs> Sam's and buys yeah. the supplies. Exactly. And I always buy Folgers, you know, mm. good to the last drop. <laughs> but you brought somebody with you from advance. I'm looking forward to meeting, and it's Mark Gosney. Mark is the director of operations. Mark, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Welcome here to Bot Radio Network. Thanks, Byron. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. Are you homegrown? Are you from Memphis? I grew, I was raised in Memphis, yes. Okay. What area of town did you grow up in? So grew up in Southeast, went to Wooddale High School, uh, graduated from University of Memphis. Through a bunch of different things, ended up working for Smith & Nephew Orthopedics for 27 years. And then after that, about three years ago, I came on full-time staff at Advanced Memphis. Okay. And how did you first discover Advanced and when did you hear about Advanced? Well, that goes back all the way to when Steve Nash, the founder, was in high school. And that uh, my wife and I went on a ski trip with Young Life. And Steve was a student at that point. And later on, Steve and I started a relationship and led Bible studies with him and his brothers and other friends. And uh, we just maintained a close relationship throughout our life. And when he started Advanced Memphis 20 years ago, I had an opportunity to bring in what was then called the Washington Scholars. And so I brought a junior high student from Booker T into Smith and & Nephew, and he would follow us around for just to get a sense of what corporate world was like. And that was one of the first volunteer opportunities and then have volunteered years and years. And a couple of years ago, after leaving Smith & Nephew, we bought our first warehouse at 575 Suzette, and Steve asked me to renovate it. And so I came on part-time and did that. And then at the end of that period, I ended up coming in as director of operations and programming full-time. Let's back up just a second here, if we can, Kelsey. When you 
transitioned from another nonprofit here with Advanced Memphis. Now, tell me about that for you, because I mean, I know you were have been involved for many years with Women of Hope International. Yeah, Women of Hope is coming up on our 10 year anniversary and still really dear to my heart. You know, after 10 years and all the travel, whenever I was in town in Memphis, Advanced Memphis was a place that I would volunteer and really felt like Advanced Memphis embodied a lot of the same core values that I really cared about um, in my work with Women of Hope. So after 10 years, I just kind of got tired of a lot of the travel and felt the Lord leading in a different direction. And Advanced Memphis, really, honestly, I'd forgotten that I had always said if I didn't work where I was working, Advanced Memphis is the only place that I'd want to work because I felt so passionate about uh, When you talk about travel, I mean, you're talking about traveling overseas because primarily the main Mm -hmm. work of Women of Hope was over in Mm -hmm. Sierra Leone. Yes, it is. Yeah. And now um, they do trainings in in other countries throughout the developing world. So it was was a lot of travel. Yeah. After 10 years, it was was a lot. As you mentioned, there are some really unique similarities if you think Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty exciting Mm -hmm. to be able to bring that type of concept which is happening at Advanced Memphis. You want to talk about that a second, what you see some of the parallels and how that is a big asset, especially to the 38126 zip code. Yeah, I think really our foundation, we see we see poverty as not just a lack of material resources, but a result of broken relationships. So broken relationship between man and God, man and self, man and others, uh, man and creation. In looking at poverty or walking alongside people experiencing material poverty we we can't just throw money at it um, but it's through the developing of relationships and and really working towards mending those those broken relationships that result of sin entering the world um, that's that's how we we see the only way of solving some of these problems right. Um, and in 99, when Steve Nash started Advanced Memphis, and as we mentioned 20 years ago now, 38126 zip code was considered the third poorest urban zip code in the nation. Mm. That had come out pretty soon after that he started Advanced Memphis. And some folks might not be aware of that and realize that. And some of these other statistics, I was looking at uh, the American Community Survey averages for 38126, 38106, which is another zip code you guys work with, 45% of those in the zip code area are not in the labor force. 63% the household income is less than 25,000 and 24% residents over 25 without a high school degree. 2016 stats there, Mark. That's pretty staggering. Yeah, they're amazing that statistics really haven't changed much over the years. One thing that has changed in 38126, which is the reason that we expanded into 38106, which is just south of 38126, is that uh, the housing development projects that were built in the 40s in 38126 have been torn down and they're being rebuilt, but that displaced a lot of the folks who made up these statistics. And um, and so it's it's been generational poverty that has just fomented throughout those areas. And it ends up with a lack of stability in the family, a lack of stability mm-hmm. in education, a lack of stability in finances. The one thing that Steve wanted to pick off when, when or that the Lord led him to pick off 20 years ago was what can we do for adults adults that need jobs and need to work and so that's that's been the focus of advance uh, and that once you start working there's a dignity that god gives Mm -hmm. us from work and if you're working 
and the community is working, then the community prospers. And through that, since it's by God's design, it is God's glorified. Mm. And and so that's that's the underlying work that we do there. And the um, and so we see individuals change. We see a transformation by saving grace and common grace of people able to start work, work regularly, start saving money, yes. start changing their economic status as they get deeper and deeper into a more stable lifestyle. Having spent so many years in the corporate world like you did over 27 years, as you mentioned, and now as the director of operations at Advanced Memphis, what are some of your biggest concerns as you do your job on a day-to-day basis? Well, with regard to our folks, our neighbors, the people that, that participate in our programs, it is that uh, generational poverty weighs down on folks, and it is really hard to come out of it. There um, are a lot of, and, and as Kelsey said, you just can't throw money at it. Um, people need to learn a work ethic, if you will, and um, uh, a lot of folks um, don't see it. They, they haven't been raised in it. And it's um, uh, and then with government assistance, there's a lot of opportunity for folks just to hang on to that and not be able to uh, figure out how to operate well yes. and become more stable in the workplace. Let me ask this question to both of you to kind of jump in on when it comes to those stories that have touched your heart the most from clients, neighbors that you've gotten a chance to build relationships with. Does anything stand? I'm sure there's multiple ones, but anything stand out to you? Well, one, I was just talking to one of our uh, a graduate from the program. She is currently her name's Carol, and she's working hard with at Corky's warehouse doing some warehouse work over there her boss pulled her aside and she went through our our work life our six-week soft job skills training program and that's where we really focus on you know on the fact that everyone is uh is born with some unique skills and strengths and we really try to kind of mine those and we teach you know that god's calling us to contribute those to the community anyway and then we focus on interview skills resume writing all that stuff workplace communication and she said my boss pulled me aside and said I would hire you right now if I had an open position and it's because of the initiative um, that you're showing and and just the way that you're working with your co-workers and Carol said you know Kelsey it was because of the things that I that I learned at Advanced Memphis and the support that I I've received there and I think the the thing that stands out consistently is just that I, I feel like we have a really f- a family environment and just that we're we're really about going deep with our neighbors and supporting each other in a reciprocal learning kind of way like I I have something to learn from you you have something to learn from me so let's learn together and grow a story that sticks out recently is we Late last year, we had a, a young man graduate from work life, and he was able to go to work in the warehouse on Suzette. So I pulled past there one day going to work, and it was about time for work to start in the warehouse. And as I was driving down the street, this guy comes running. He's running towards the warehouse with his work boots in hand just because he's trying to get to work and get there on time. And, and he didn't seem that late, but for some reason he was running, and he had a smile on his face. And I know that he, he was doing a good job for us there. And and that's just the opportunity to work in the neighborhood for other people to see someone going to work uh, is, is a great ad for us. And then for folks to drive by and say, that's where people go to work in our neighborhood. And that's the value of, of, of the warehousing that we're trying to do. I've talked to Steve Nash on previous programs, and it's more about uh, a hand 
up instead of hand out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's what you guys really mm-hmm. kind of are, are mm-hmm. about, you know, keeping the dignity of human beings, providing Definitely. the toolbox, as you mentioned. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the, the bread and butter really is the work-life program, as you mentioned. I yeah. mean, that is, that's where the heart of connecting your residents in the community where you serve. Right. And so work-life is, a, is the entry point, is the primary entry point of folks coming in that have never really experienced advance before. They've maybe a family member or a friend has referred them, but they, they hear that if I go here, they call us school. Mm. Um, and, and though we don't do that, we don't think of ourselves as school, but, but it is school. Matter of fact, a guy correct, uh, corrected me the other day and he said, no school. I went, oh yeah, okay, school. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's the opportunity to learn how God wants us to work and, and, and how the, all the relationships work together. And um, it's, a, it's a great program. And so that, once someone uh, graduates from that program, the six weeks program, and passes a drug test, they can't, they're eligible to go into our staffing program or our economic development group will, um, employment development group, right. will refer them to a, a direct hire opportunity they see and try to match, as Kelsey was saying, the skills and, the, and, and, and uh, abilities that individuals have to the jobs that we see coming towards us and the, the ones that we may use through staffing or outsourcing in a warehouse. In addition to the work-life program, other stepping stone programs include the matched saving programs, GED preparation, and addiction recovery programs. And there's a whole lot of other ones, too. And we're not going to mm-hmm. have time to address all. And I want to have you guys come back regularly to be able to talk about these and even bring back some of the residents can share their stories. It'd be, be awesome. Yeah. I'm not a drummer, but I need a drum roll right now because there is a brand new 66,000 square foot warehouse. What does this mean for Advance now? I mean, this is the second warehouse that God has allowed you guys to possess. So there's been a dream for a while to bring work into the neighborhood, and we we struggled to figure out what that would be. Talk about why that's important to bring the work in the neighborhood itself. Well, as I said before, it does a couple of things. One is you see people going to work, and transportation is a huge issue. If you look at some of the other statistics that um, are common for neighborhoods experiencing generational poverty, transportation is really low. And a lot of the warehousing work that is in Memphis is a long way from South Memphis. It's south of the uh, interstate it's in North Mississippi or Southeast Memphis. And so to get across town is difficult and bus systems aren't great. And, but, and, you know, and I spent a little time in the area and I've met residents. It's hard for some people who live in the suburbs and outside the area to understand there are people who live there that don't even travel more than a few blocks from their neighborhood. Oh, right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like that mm-hmm. they like we're used to hopping in our cars or, mm-hmm. you know, hopping on a bike and going across town or riding the green mm-hmm. line. This isn't something that happens for the most part. Well, no, it doesn't. And and you, you can be trapped in your neighborhood, if you will, because um, and so you you only shop at a corner market. And um, to go to to go to a real grocery store is is takes quite a while. And uh, and you have to go by bus or you have to ride a hitch a ride with somebody else. And and so those all things work out. But yeah. so having the warehouse in the neighborhood is, is sort of the same thing is right. you can you can walk to work. You can have somebody drop you off on their way to work, perhaps, if they're going somewhere else. And so that's a that's a huge value for the work in the neighborhood. And then for the folks to see that work there, it, it says, oh, we're we're a place where people want to work. 
and uh, because it's not just far away on the other side of town. And then the other thing is, is when we can take a dilapidated building mm-hmm. and clean it up and operate out of it, it changes the, the nature of the corner right. of, the, of the area that it's in. And we saw our neighbors fix up, paint up around us um, at the Suzette warehouse. It's inspiring. I mean, there's the residual results of seeing this take place, you know, that can bring new life and light into a community. When you mentioned renovation of the warehouse, I remember one of my jobs, I worked at a warehouse I didn't feel like I was safe in some places because, you know, how you'll have bins. These bins were made out of old wood, and they stacked up <laughs> real high. And I was when I would drive a forklift by, I was wondering, is it going to fall on me? Mm-hmm. And it was so dirty. It was dark. Sometimes places I was trying to get to to move skids and supplies, I couldn't hardly see very well, you know, so I didn't feel real safe in there. And that job didn't last real long. But when you talk about renovation, to what extent, what do you do to renovate a warehouse? Well, for the Suzette warehouse, it took a lot more because it had been used for other things, and then it had fallen into disrepair. The new warehouse at 960 South Bellevue had been actively used by another company, though it was full of leftover equipment and supplies. It's in a little bit better shape on the inside, but there are things like we're having to have a good portion of the roof repaired. We had to have our our dock canopy repaired, had to have some electrical work done just to bring it up to uh, some safety standards and codes, and even just going in and scraping and painting bathrooms and making sure that everything flushed right. And those things that from an old warehouse that has not been used very actively to something that we want the neighborhood to be proud of, that folks will want to go to work there and even getting heaters repaired and um, fans working. and, And so just... Uh, and just grime and grit that's that's mm-hmm. left over totally. years of, yeah. of forklifts running around. So When Steve and I talked about the Suzette warehouse in the past, I believe part of it, wasn't it renovated to create space for potential new businesses or people could use the space inside? With this second warehouse that you're talking about, the 66,000 square feet, will it be for a similar thing to be able to divide it for other businesses? How will you utilize this space? So in the Suzette warehouse, we primarily use it because it's i say only twenty five thousand square feet which sounds um large to some people but it's really small when it comes to warehousing space in the in in memphis but um we wanted to mix use it with we have some tenants that that do pay rent but also to put people to work to have run production through there so we we run production of um light assembly light manufacturing uh, pick, pack, and ship operations, rekitting. In fact, we have a big job going on there now with a company, local company called Dokazoo. It's a startup, and it, it's really been helpful for us to have consistent work from that company. We intend to do the same thing, but what we found is it's much easier to rent and lease space than it is to find production to go into the space. And so we've actually started minimizing our leasing and renting at Suzette so we can have more production space because that puts people to work. Right. So at the at the new warehouse, it's going to be a mix also, but we'll have more space to, to lease and rent and store, which really pays some bills, and then be able to bring in a larger uh, work operations also. And so if it's, it's roughly three times the size. And so we could lease a third of it, and we could put production into two-thirds of it, the wow. other two-thirds. So, wow. God's yeah. stamp yeah. of blessing and just seeing continue Amen. work. Yeah. Thanks to yeah. God for what he's doing. I think one of the things, uh, so last year, by God's grace, we were, our neighbors earned about $1.1 million in gross wages through both our, our, our staffing and, and outsourcing 
um, programs. And, uh, and so that's, that's earned income for families in South Memphis. So, so that's really exciting. Yeah. And I've been to advance, uh, it's been a while, but I have been down, I've met some of the clients and residents in the community and some have come from some very difficult backgrounds, you Mm -hmm. know, prostitution, drugs, not all, not all are that way. I mean, there's some that don't have that in their life, but you guys have been a beacon of hope and of light for so many that have come to faith in Christ as a result of the relationship that you've built with them, seeing that you care you care about their soul, of course, but you also care about their day-to-day, how they're surviving, how they're getting through, and how they can succeed and be successful in the community and make the community better. And that's what the gospel does for us, doesn't mm-hmm. it, Mark? It does. And, and the gospel is the basis of change yes. and of transformation. And so um, for Faith and Finances, the financial literacy class, and for work life, that's where we start. We start with a basis of, as mm-hmm. Kelsey just described, the basis of what the gospel is and how we were made for work and that it's the broken relationships that fundamentally that keep us out of that. And yeah. that through Christ, there is the opportunity to have that healing, to capture that healing that Christ brings. And some folks respond to that, respond to the gospel mm-hmm. uh, very directly and very uh, poignantly. And then... Um, uh, and those folks, we then try to point to the church mm. and um, the the local church, the neighborhood church, as best we can. And we've recently started a, a, a ministry working group around the neighborhood that includes pastors and other nonprofits in the South Memphis area. And Kelsey's uh, been uh, spearheading that activity. So, yes, it's the gospel that, that creates change and provides the platform for helping folks see that we're all made in the image of God yes. and that and that one of the many blessings that God gives us is work. And and we we see that and folks usually show up at our door ready to have change, ready to do something. Mm-hmm. And they may not know exactly how to do it or, or what it looks like, but that's encouraging. It is very encouraging. Well, you alluded to something a minute ago, and I want Kelsey to kind of, as we wrap up our show today, I think it's important to kind of maybe leave on this note. We're going to have to have you come back and talk about more because there's so much that's happening. Steve, you mentioned mentoring, being involved, volunteering before you even became on staff while you were still working your uh, other job. Kelsey, that's a big part of needing volunteer mentors. You want to kind of just wrap up and talk about ways that those listening right now can connect by becoming that mentor volunteering and other ways they can volunteer yeah i mean even maybe Mm -hmm. we talked about providing meals for these groups yeah there's so many different ways to get involved and it's all on our website on the volunteer page but um but i would say as we're as we're repairing the warehouse we're looking for folks who maybe have those business contacts who who could um you know help us develop relationships to try to cultivate some of those outsourcing contracts um bringing work into South Memphis and that but as it relates to um really we are looking for people we call them champions and those are just folks committed to walk alongside people coming through the work life class we also have a similar thing with our faith and finance class and so we're looking for folks who recognize they don't have the answers um, or they don't have to have all the answers is what I'm saying but they uh, meet with once a week are a small group of folks uh, to pray with and for and discuss some more of the um, the topics that are being discussed in class like goal setting and yeah. and all those things is there a way for folks just if they wanted to kind of test drive to learn more about you to kind of come and experience 
experience. Can they do that? Yeah, I would say, well, you can come drop in anytime. And lunch is a great time of fellowship. You can take a tour of the office, and I'd love to take you around the warehouse. But we have a community feast. Uh, We gather quarterly. We've got one coming up May 10th from 12 to 3. So pop in and break bread with us and see what's going on and meet some folks. And what about, you were telling me, this has been a few months ago, we were talking about ways that people could provide for a, a lunch or something? Yeah, so um, so for our work-life class, our neighbors go to, to class from 9 to 12, and then we break for lunch, and then they go on to different electives, like you can get forklift certified, all these different electives. And so we have volunteers come in and provide and serve a meal, and then we invite them to to eat with us, get to know our neighbors, um, and really trying to encourage just building relationships. And, and about how many would somebody be preparing a meal for? Um, usually our classes are around 20. Okay. 20 to 25. And so if somebody was interested in helping to provide, maybe a group of ladies might want to get yeah. together. Or, hey, guys, mm-hmm. two guys can cook. Yes. But I'm not trying to put this on the ladies. But, you know, anybody who wanted mm-hmm. to participate could get exactly. together as a group yeah. and do this. What should they call you or what should they yes, do? Yes, they should contact me. Um, and my information's on the website. And there's more, there's more information about the details and a way to sign up online from our volunteers page. Do we give the website? I don't think we did, do we? No, ad- advancedmemphis.org. Advancedmemphis.org. Get all the details. And friends, I hope you will consider uh, volunteering, becoming a mentor. To change your life, Mark. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> change mine too. That, that was what hooked me. Yeah, that was what did it. <laughs> yeah. What is it? That just that one-on-one time. You get to, you just get in the heart of somebody, right? What is it? Well, I think it's you get to experience a culture that's different that's right down the street, mm-hmm. and um, it it puts um, a person into what might be just somebody that you'd never meet and talk to, yeah, and and makes it more personal. The opportunity to get to know folks. I mean, I, I remember after working there, and one of the first times of driving down the street, and somebody turning away from what they were doing and just waving. I was like, oh, I know that person. And uh, so the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to meet somebody that's a little bit different and yet is a lot of fun and uh, and many times just looking for the right opportunity to go to work. Yeah. And and so that's that brings a lot of uh, joy to know that um, God's at work and, and making people's lives differently. He is at work, and it's so mm-hmm. exciting to be able to tell these stories Thank you so much, Mark, and for Kelsey, what you both are doing for Christ in our community. And we appreciate you stopping by and sharing the story of Advanced Memphis and about this exciting new news of 66,000 square feet additional warehouse space. So the renovation process, you're in it right now? We're in it right now. We're waiting for final inspection so we can start using it. Okay. Well, we'll we'll pray for that end. Thank you. Friends, please go to the website, advancedmemphis.org, advancedmemphis.org, for all the details. There's incredible stories are there, the news and information. There's a newsletter that goes out regularly, too, that you can can sign up for. I'm on that list. I encourage you to do that. Kelsey, thank you so much. We've got to get back together soon and, and talk more about these exciting things at Advanced Memphis. Yeah, thanks so much, Byron. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Appreciate you stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.